and welcome to Through Turnstiles Podcast as we take an in-depth look at the lower leagues of Scottish football. Joined as always by James and Muzz. Gentlemen, how are you both? Yeah, all right. Very got... very warm, isn't it? To be fair. Can't see can't see with the background. I've got the I've got the side on the window right in my face because I've got it pulled right open. It's very warm, actually. I'm enjoying it, but it doesn't make for comfortable recording. Um, so back after work and uh, football issues prevented us from recording last week. So back with this championship edition. So we're back this week, three episodes, one per division. We did post our predictions on Twitter and we'll swiftly blast past them. Actually, I think we actually did all right, some of us. Uh, we kind of aggregated our thoughts between us and I think we did all right, to be fair. So as always... If you could like the video and subscribe to the channel, if you're watching on YouTube, that would help us massively. Any thoughts and feedback, fire them in the comments on YouTube or get in touch with us on Twitter at Turnstiles. Muzz, to be fair, Wraith Rovers did their best for us. They must have known we didn't have an uh, episode out last week by cutting the floodlights on Friday night in their game against Dunfermline. Yeah, they must have seen um, we were offline, so what's the point? Um, just gave up. Um, obviously, word got round during the game and... Uh, Tools were downed. It was a but shame because I, I was looking forward to that game actually. I had the makings because I'm filming and Peter Grant, we bit of pressure to be fair early doors. We had a few guys getting in touch with us on Twitter asking what shape he'd played at Aloha last year because they felt he was he's playing 3 4 3 this season so far with the and He felt this fan felt it wasn't working. So he'd asked us what we thought and um we kind of got a couple of Alloa fans involved in the discussion. I think last year he did play a back four every time I saw them, so it's interesting he's changed the shape and it'll maybe just take a wee time to bed in, but um, pressure on him a wee bit? Uh, after the start, yeah, and um, after, the, you know, the expectations about where done, Dunfermline were supposed to, you know, mm-hmm. be in this league where they're supposed to be finishing, um, definitely. Um, just going back to the game, you know, you, you do feel for the fans, Fife Derby, Friday night, Probably with the restrictions being lifted, people have been, you know, having a few pints before that, getting up for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know there was those rumours going around, like you were telling me, that Peter Grant was cutting the wires because they were getting a do in the first 10, 15 <laughs> minutes. But um, it's just a aye, nightmare for the fans. But yeah, I don't know if, if Grant's, you know, if he's going for the, the, the three at the back, I don't know. He's pushing Josh Edwards into that. Fancies Josh Edwards on that uh, left-hand side as more of an mm-hmm. attacking player um and mcdonald the other side as well and um, they were always they were always naturally attacking uh attacking minded defenders so i don't know if, if there's a lack of of that you know defensive fullbacks that's you know he's working with the tools as he, he's got does the his strengths lie in a back three and those kind of more attacking players can can and do their thing going forward. So I don't know. It's it's if you're going to experiment with a with a team um, after Stevie Crawford last season didn't didn't do too badly. Um, yeah. he's taken a he's taken a bit of a gamble to kind of rip it up so much, but uh, it's not paying off at the moment. And it's not going to get any easier for Dunfermline James. They've, they're hosting our broth on Saturday. Our broth are uh, what's the result for them against Partick Fist? I think big Nubley's tearing up on loan from Levy from what we're seeing, and Mikey McKenna's rolling back the years. Yeah, and when Muzz was talking there about potential pressure at Dunfermline, I was just having a quick scroll through the their fixtures, and I'm thinking, well, you know, the first result was a, a two-each drop, Morton, and then you're saying, well, they got beaten 3-0 three, three by Park Thistle. By Park Thistle, good team, so, you know, that's to be expected. But then, like you say, you get down to the Arbroath 
results are both a team that predicted to struggle. They seem to be like if Parker turning Dunfermline over 3 0, then what's a 3 1 win for our broth, eh? So mm-hmm. a brilliant, a brilliant start that, you know, I think I had them like I think myself and a lot of other folk would have doubted them. Um because you wonder or you just worry sometimes how long part time teams can sort of cling on in the championship. But um yeah, it seems to have done it again, Dick Campbell, just with some some signings that they just tip the balance where the games are won and lost. Like he's got the important signings in the important places and and he's got the rest of the squad just ticking over. So I hope it I hope it continues because like I say, we're seeing some good individual performances, but they are they're also pulling together as quite a strong team as well. So yeah, I think it's all all go at our growth. Um and we'll see how this sort of pressure tie goes with them firmly next. It's not the team you want to play, Mars, is it? Because you just know they're going to be stuffy and they're going to be physical and they're going to make life difficult for you. And um, Dick Campbell will have them fired up for going to Dunfermline. They'll see that as a big game, won't they? And um, he's pulled another rabbit out the hat with a striker on loan from Livingston by the looks of it. I know. Um, it's, uh, it's not, he's not done much of an overhaul. Um, and likes of Bobby Lynn and stuff are, are only a year older. Um, but he's... Uh, I mentioned I pulled out the phrase working with the tools you've got when we're talking about the, the Dunfermline game. Um so uh, Dick Campbell's been a master of that. Um and I think guys like Scott Stewart who mm-hmm. were were playing League One level um and arguably not standing out a mile, um, but he's now turned likes of him into a, a real key player. Um so uh, yeah, they'll be they'll put off a, a stiff test for Dunfermline and we'll get to the predictions in a minute, but um, that's going to be an interesting one. He'll be hoping, James, that if uh, Newbley carries on his form and Levy want him back, he'll be hoping if Levy do come back, that means Jack Hamilton can go back to <laughs> back to Gayfield. They'll just keep interchanging between the two. Yeah, and it seems to work as well. Like we'd said at the Championship episode, it's, it's, a, it's a good... Um, I don't know the word. Uh, it's a good track for them because it, it's a chance for Levy to bring in a player and have a look at him that can train part-time. And he goes and he plays well. And you think, well, what, well, why not send him out and see how the loan market works? And if he's good enough to come back, then we'll bring him back. And if he if he's not good enough, then we'll just see how long we can extend him at our growth. And it gives everyone a nice look at it. And and you know as well that if you send, or Levy certainly know that if you're sending a player at our growth, he's going to play the same formation. But more important than that, he is going to play. Like mm-hmm. There's nothing worse, I'd imagine, than being a loan signing or a manager who sends out a loan player and you just put them out to a team and they just sit on the bench because there's no onus to play them. So the fact that Dick Campbell has got a good squad with players he's got, Muzz is saying they're getting older, but that also brings experience. He's got young boys that are in on loan. He's got some sort of elder statesmen that are hacking about. It's a, it's a good squad he's got all together. And I think he has added depth to it where last season he maybe had a good team, like a good first 11, a couple of subs. I think he's like, our both are fairly strong like depth-wise, all the way through the squad. Uh, I don't know why else? more SP. I don't know why more SPL teams don't take that um, opportunity up to get players out to the lower leagues, right through the lower leagues, even even in the league two. Because um, Levy seem to be doing quite a, a shrewd number with it, and like James is saying, they get they get to train with them, and then they're keeping them on their toes, keeping the match fit. It's got to be better than just playing um, under twenty ones or sitting on the bench. Um, I don't know if if uh, SPL squads are, are these are, are tight at the moment that uh, clubs don't see it as a, a worthwhile exercise. They need they feel that they need to cover 
or I mean, there's got to be guys in the shape of like, uh, you know, Newblade, Jack Hamilton, uh, yeah. guys like that who would uh, benefit from no matter what the standard. You know, I don't think they should be picky with the standard mm-hmm. because Absolutely. I think there's a, a, a fine line between some of the standards and. Uh, guy, you know, it's been proven in, in the past that players can flourish in uh, League One, even League Two, and, and step straight up. So, and you wonder uh, if, uh, if you've got your own players, like we've seen, we'll just obviously we'll st- stay for Stamar Broth. You've got Jack Hamilton, who's a youth prospect in a term, he's not an old guy. So, you send him out and he gets experience and he gets game time because other than that, he's got 10 minutes here and there. But then, Liv have brought mm-hmm. in this new boy who's older. But he's also a bit of an unknown quantity because you can't like you can't get yourself down in England if you're there. You can't just don't have that network. So you can see what folk are like, and you've got the next Neymar on YouTube. But when you bring them up, you didn't again. You don't get the same feel when you see folk in training or you play bounce games and things. So you have an unknown quantity. You send him out on loan. You see how he is, and it's a direct link because you know if he's good, you're bringing him back, and if he's not yeah. great, then he's already got an established place to go. So there is and no keep it actually, on a sh- very few. Keep it on a short- perhaps wages but yeah especially if they keep it in a short rolling contract whatever they can negotiate whether it's monthly two monthly three monthly mm-hmm. so that the, the the clause is there for the parent club to, to bring them back if they need cover or or they just want to introduce them into the first team squad but and you wonder if uh that campbell tipped off Levy about williamson because obviously ben williamson was on loan at abroad last season now finds himself on loan at Levy this season so you wonder if there's a bit kind of feedback going there so aye Arbroath solid start fourth place as we saw Dick Campbell's reaction on Twitter absolutely delighted with that they're firm on bottom of the league as it stands with one point but still got that game in hand against Wraith to play looking for Wraith as well like their game might be off at the weekend just as we came to record there we'd seen that Air have requested a postponement for Saturday I think they've got five players tested positive for Covid essentially cutting into the week two episode and Cowden Beef getting games off what's What's going on that Falkirk have been applying and couldn't? So we're playing under duress, as they said. But then Cowden have had a game off. I think the Falkirk ones were back. I think all it was was the Falkirk ones were back, but Falkirk were saying they weren't fit enough to play. Like they were, they didn't have COVID, but they said they weren't match fit. Whereas obviously, Uh, rest. You don't have enough. The rest of them got got out of isolation at I think it was twelve o'clock on the Saturday. So in letter of the law, they were eligible to play. Yeah, so they didn't have COVID, so the, the, the joint response group said, well, they've not got COVID, they can play, but Falkirk were saying, well, it's going to risk injury because, yeah, they've, the movement did stuff in the house, but it's not the same as a game, whereas if you've got live cases, then I bet you can appeal. Uh, the, folk from, the folk from Cowden, presumably, then weren't in training, so they didn't, couldn't physically make up a big enough yeah, squad. Yeah, they, 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 you need to provide proof of the cases. So obviously, Cowden have said X amount have got it as it stands, whereas Falkirk has said X amount have had it, but they don't have it anymore, but they're not match fit. And they said, well, tough. So, um, well, you're looking to find out if they've got players who, if they can't fulfill the fixture because they don't have whatever the, like 11 players say, whatever the criteria is, then we're game off. Yeah. I believe so. I believe so. So yeah, that looks like that'll probably be off because if, if the numbers are right and let's say you need to provide the proof of the pudding that air of Rafe will probably be off. Air to be fair, toiled against Inverness. Mars Inverness, three one nil wins in the bounce. Yeah, um and uh, Dodd said he'll take it and, and uh, so so would I if I'm an Inverness fan, it keeps you um up there with Kelly. Um I think mm-hmm. they would have been Ask any Inverness fan, and, and they probably would have put themselves where we predicted the mid table. Um, but guys like McGregor, um, 
are becoming, you know, another year older. They're becoming uh, key to the team. Tom Walsh is a really should sign in and fits into their kind of um, versatile yeah, style. Up there not, before, hasn't it? So yeah, yeah, and they're not a. They can play stodgy when they want in this, but they can play football as well. What a game um, on Saturday, though. Like you're saying, they've kept in touch with Kelly, but now they go there. Saturday. Game of the day, surely, in the league. Yeah, and Kelly, you know, I wonder if it's it's got all the hallmarks of being nil-nil. Kelly, four, uh, three wins out of three, goals four or five against zero. Like, that's very that's very Tommy Wright. Right. Um, so I wonder which defence is going to buckle first, but um, aye. Um, He's got a couple of injuries, I think, Kelly yeah. at the back, don't they? Stokes is out, but he'd said, obviously, in his, his interview, Tommy Wright, they had like a number of options that could go in and play there, but that's a good one for them away at Hamilton. Scott Robinson off the mark for them with uh, a double, and he's obviously played Dylan McGowan at centre-half, so his squad is deep, to be fair. The likes of Polworth, but that, the three in behind Robinson, like Mackenzie, Polworth and Barks are good quality, isn't it, with McGinn and Alston just kind of ratting and behind them. It's a good mix he's got there, Jim. Yeah, and again, he's someone else that's that's come in, and you know, we were we weren't really sure if he'd be hanging on after the mm-hmm. the relegation and things. Like, could he be bothered building a squad? Because it really was a squad building experience. Like, it's difficult to, especially when you've got players getting to the end of their contract. It's difficult to go in, get relegated, and then justify keeping some of these players on, especially some of the older players who'll be some of your higher earners. You want to funnel that money into positions where you can actually influence it. So he's done well to keep players like Burke going, but other players, Broadfoot, for example, you go, yeah, you know, fair enough, like, we'll see what goes on. And, and it was a difficult, quite an arduous, I would say, rebuilding or sort of reshuffling process. So he's done well to bring in as many players and get them sort of going as possible. And he, he did so knowing that as much as he was out in the press and everyone was out in the press saying, oh, there's no clear favourite, Basically, everyone else was sort of nudging each other going, well, it has to be Kelly. So he's done this task and he's rebuilt this squad, knowing fine well, like, I've got to hit the ground running. I've decided to hang around after the relegation. We need to have some results here. And, you know, like you say, he's got the depth that he's maybe going to be stressing a wee bit, that he's not got his first team and he's not got all the players he wants. But I think there's enough depth that we could could well be in for a game at the weekend. Absolutely. And... Um, aye, but, so we'll get the predictions, but we're interested to see what you think of that one. Um, Mars, what price would you have got on over four and a half goals in the Morton Queen of the South game? Aye, it would have been a pretty... for both. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it would have been a pretty, uh, pretty tasty bit. Um, I, pred- I think I predicted a Morton win and a and a, a sticky one at that. But um, yeah, I mean. What I think, I think they're open this year. They're playing open, aren't they? They're having a go. Well, I, th- I think that's. I was just getting to that. That, that I think that's part of an explanation of, of that score, just the way they play. Um, another three at the back. Um, it's three four three, who, isn't it? Basically, with Roy and Peyton just playing off. Uh, Big Junior. Aye, it's almost like that Christmas tree formation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not. It's not uh, a wide front three. It's like you say, uh, Roy and Peyton just inside, but. With with more than uh, enough ability to stretch the game as well. So uh, Gibson, was, Gibson, isn't it? Oh, but he's yeah, but he's. Uh, I think I'll he's. Uh, you would have met that. You would have met that head on, like. Um, and yeah, they're but they're still a bit suspect at the back. I think. Um, with you know, 
just 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 kind of stopped playing players out of position. Um, I think you East we, we've talked about before was mm-hmm. deputising that left centre back and yeah, and uh, DT as well. But um, and DT played in there on Saturday, I think, didn't he? Left yeah. me with Debayo and Mackay. I'm sure it was. Yeah, he's got the attributes, and and Mackay Mackay is a bit untested at this level, but mm-hmm. uh, like Cochrane should signing. They did like they did this last season, Queen of the South. They, they started with a, a skeleton, and and the additions that they added throughout the course of the season were quality. And um, Ali Roy is just on fire. He seems to do this, you know, hit, hit a st- hot streak like this. Um, and do you think he's thought Johnson, uh, we're not going to keep clean sheets? Like, he doesn't see the fence as maybe his strongest point, so we'll just out- try and outscore teams. Potentially. Um, and if, if I'm a Queen of the South fan, I'm rubbing my hands at that, um, to be honest. Um, and I think in, in Ruben, Ruben Jr., they've got a, a handful for any team. They needed um, they needed that though, didn't they? Because obviously there was a first one. They did they did another three two that they were on the wrong end of. So two three twos in the first three games isn't bad. And then quite a sticky yeah. one at home at Kelly, where you know you maybe don't expect them to take as much from that. But yeah, um, and I fancied them. I fancied them to give Kelly a game, and they, they were unlucky to concede at the last minute. Um, but yeah, like. They've got with with uh, with Ruben Junior and, and Ali Roy and Peyton. You've got an ideal combo in, in that league and or any of those uh, of the lower leagues where you've got pace and uh, you've got power and presence. You know, hold up play, but you've got pace. You know, running off. Uh, you've seen that them this season. Target, you've, so. you've seen them live, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, um, and and it was a good uh, yeah, it was a good uh, kind of like combination they had up front, and they always looked dangerous around the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Gibson bringing up the rear, then yeah, with Harry Cochran there because for me that is, I don't know how surprised I am that he ended up at Queen of the South because when he was, and I don't know if we sort of bought in and sort of held perpetuate as well. I'm surprised he ended up there. I could have seen him going down south. I could have seen him maybe going and sort of sitting on the bench for some Premiership teams, like Scottish Premiership teams, obviously, but. Do you think he's gone there like to play and to really give it a bash and prove that he can do it at all levels, or do you think if he fit in quite well, or do you think he could, you could tell he was sort of above and beyond that? There was this thing going around that whoever he was sitting free for 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 quite a few months, and there was this thing going around that whoever took him on had to pay Harps this, uh, compensation. compensation fee. Mm-hmm. Now that the, the word was that that was putting some clubs off. But why Queen of the South can afford it and others can't is the question, mm-hmm. um, and whether whether they've they've uh, you know rolled the dice a bit and 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 pushed the boat out for them, uh, we don't know. But yeah, there's no there's absolutely no doubt that uh, any Championship team he's he's in about that squad. So it's just that obviously a right fit for both parties. He was there when I was at the, at the Queen of the South Queens Park game, but he was all he was doing was he was in the stand. He was training with them. Obviously, so yeah. Why it's been, why it's been Queen of the South that have a taken the punt and he's chosen. Um, we don't know, but why not? You know, good club to play for, good style of football. He's so. going to play every week. I think he said that was important, but going there, he's probably he's going to be the first time in the team sheet. You'd imagine. Um, I think people, some folk yeah. are looking as well and going that there's a good few players who have stepped up for that sort of Queen of the South squad in the last couple of years. So, and Johnson's realised himself, which is why they're getting players on two-year deals. So. He's maybe thinking it's it's a short window territory because, like you're saying, Andy, he'll play every week, but also who's who's down in that part of the world watching him and saying, well, 
here's however many other players have moved on or here's how many players have then left and then joined another club after it. So it's, you know, they're, they're quite a success story as it stands, Queen of the South. And do you think that's like COVID insurance, the trend of clubs now getting, like smaller clubs, tying up guys in two, three-year contracts? Is that what it's all about, do you think? Trying to get that sell-on value? Potentially, to be fair, because if you look at Queen of South, just off the top of your head, straight away, they've lost Obelai for nothing, didn't they, to live it. Uh, and then Connor Shields as well. So there's two, to Motherwell, so there's two boys who went Premiership and they've not got a bean. So um, it's probably, to be fair, it's probably security for players as well, because if you're a player and say you're getting a one-year deal at 700 a week, but a two-year deal at 600, 550, you're probably going to take the two-year deal, aren't you? So you're not scrambling every summer. So it uh, potentially works both ways, you'd think, for for the clubs um, but they host Hamilton I'm interested to see what Stuart Taylor does at, at Hamilton um, going in there obviously good pedigree of a coaching career and uh, it was lucky timing for him that he left Ross County for family reasons on the Tuesday and the Hamilton job came up on the Thursday meaning Hamilton didn't have to do so I'm interested to see if he does in the shape he goes with because that Hamilton squad we've spoke about it before in a wee bit of detail um, they've, got the, they've got the players to be fair to have a right good go that league, but they need to start picking up points and they're no fancy. Um, I don't fancy got Queen of South, it'd be a hard game for them. Um, and Mars, I suppose the team we've not really touched on, Partick, um, just before we get the predictions, they were obviously on the back end of that result against um, Arbrofa. I think they were missing Dockery like, in the middle of the park, but two wins out of three so far. They'll have uh, Ian McCall just maybe take that defeat or pinch us all and move on. Yeah, just a wee reminder that from our both that they're they're in the championship now, and mm-hmm. uh, McCall was lamenting the loss of Doherty. Um, and he's, he's, still, away. He's, he's the one player that you you want. <laughs> aye, and he's still dropping in the the Brownlee um, every week. The, the Brownlee, it's, it's one know, of those ones where you get injured and you come back a bit a player with your reputation. Yeah, because folk miss you so much. You, McCall's already labelled him the best defender in the championship. Give it another month, he'll be the best aye. defender in Scotland. Give it. I know I'm above that, he'll be one of class. They can't be rolling that out every time it doesn't go their way. So uh, yeah, exactly. So but um no, nah, I think the, I think they'll bounce back. Um anyone can go to our it's a total cliche, but anyone can Aye. go to our broth and take a three one uh, three one down. Home to Martin, they'll fancy it. Martin will need a result as well, to be fair, because he started all right, but that was a bad loss for them at home at Queen of South. I think they'll have pegged that as kind of minimum of a point, but um, I win a loss, a draw for them, which <laughs> if you told us to predict the first three games, we'd probably said I win a loss, a draw. So that's <laughs> my first way rubbing his hands with that mediocrity. Um, <laughs> right, so we'll just rattle through the predictions and hopefully do better than last week. But we'll assume our Rafe's going to be called off. Um, Dunfermline or Brof, Muzz, I'll just get all your four first. Dunfermline or Brof? Um, a draw. Kelly Inverness. Uh, Kelly Partick Martin Partick and Queen of South Hamilton uh, Queen of South four homes for me no three homes and a draw sorry a draw. I'm going to back um, I think our will beat Dunfermline so I'm going to back our broth Kelly Inverness draw Partick to beat Morton. I think Queen of South Hamilton will be a draw. I think I can't see Hamilton losing his first game in charge. Um, used to play in the plastic as well, Hamilton stuff. So I think they'll go there and get a point. James, Dunfermline or Broth? Yeah, I think this will be in our Broth win, anyway. Uh, Kelly, Inverness. 
I was inclined to say draw there, but I can see Kelly scoring and I worry that Inverness maybe don't have enough going uh, forward. So I think based on that, it's got to be a Kelly win. Under two and a half goals in that one, like you're saying, must seems to be a solid yeah. bet. To be fair. I don't know what prize you get for it, not very much. Um, Partick Morton, Jim? Uh, I'm going to go a draw on that one. And Queen of South Hamilton, academical. Mm. Again, I think a draw. I would other other than it being this first game, I would have taken Queen of the South to win that one. But I think there is there's going to be a, or there has to be for Hamilton a bounce. So they they look to have played a slightly bit of shape for them uh, against Kelly. They looked to have almost played like four four one one. So like Mullins played off the right, which is his best position. He's a uh, McCann and McDonald kind of left back, left mid. So that's a good left side for Hamilton. Let's uh, say Mullen on the right, Lewis Smith just kind of playing off Andy Ryan. So with Burton in and Spence, I think. So I wonder if Rice has just sort of got in, like we'd said, if he brings in Mullins, oh, he's a creative player and he's in too deep. You almost need, like, I don't know, you almost need to, to take a step back and say, just play your best players in their best positions. And, yeah. <laughs> and you just have to, like you're saying, Josh Mullen is a wide player. He can run right fast. He can dribble okay, but if not, he's just going to kick it, get by you, and he can put a good ball in. So yeah, then he play him hanging about the middle of the park, where he kicks it and someone just goes, thanks very much, yeah. that's mine. Yeah, right. I think it was most effective at Levy when, like you say, he can, he can knock it past somebody and whip it. So I think Martin Dale's just said, I'm standing on the touch. Like, when you get the ball, knock it past the defender and whip it. Don't try and do anything else. And it, it worked for him and for Levy. To be fair. So you're, you're right. Maybe getting back to basics is the way, way to go when you're toiling. So there's our predictions. Let us know what you think in the comments and on Twitter at Turnstiles there. As always, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Any thoughts and feedback, let us know. Um, we'll be back um, to review the results there and preview the next set of fixtures. Take care. Season. Cheers.